there! This episode, I'm answering your questions about conflict and conflict resolution. Good morning, good morning, good morning. My name is Coach Molly and welcome to my channel. If you're new here, thanks so much for checking out this video. I really hope you get some value out of it. I also hope that you subscribe, hit that bell icon, and take a chance on pushing yourself forward. Here at Three Pines Leadership, we strive for balance in all aspects of our life. We know that each of us has a gift, a light to shine on the world. And maybe you haven't uncovered your gift, or maybe you're the one standing in the way of shining your light on the world. But regardless, if you want to make the world a better place, this is the place for you. Hey there, my friends, and welcome back. This week, we're focusing on conflict and conflict resolution. You can submit your questions about leadership, conflict resolution, or success in the comments section of our YouTube Q&A videos, on our Facebook page, or via threepinesleadership.com. The first question this week is, what is the difference between mediation and arbitration? Both processes are similar in that they utilize a neutral third party to assist with coming to an agreement. Where they differ is in who has the final authority and deciding power. In mediation, the final power resides in the hands of the parties involved. Arbitration, on the other hand, gives more authority and decision-making power to the neutral third party, to the arbitrator. Another difference has to do with the final agreement. In mediation, the final agreement is known as a memorandum of understanding. It's really just a note with the details of what was discussed. Whereas in arbitration, the final agreement is legally binding. There's a third option that's gaining popularity in what's known as mediation arbitration or med-arb. This is where parties work towards a mediated agreement, but if they encounter any points that they can't be mediated, that they just bullhead and get stuck on, those items will pass to the arbitrator. This process is gaining popularity in divorce proceedings as well as in contract mediation. Question two is from Robin Montreal. Rob asks, I'm working through a divorce. We've been able to divide up our assets with level heads, but when it comes to our kids, we shut down. Should I be paying my lawyer to hear us yelling and crying? Hey Rob, it sounds like both of you love your kids and want the best for them. And it also sounds like you both want to be actively involved in their lives. So that's fantastic. No, I don't think you need to uh, pay your lawyer to listen to you guys crying. What I would do instead is get in touch with a family mediator and work out what's called a parenting plan. Then you can take that agreement to your lawyers and make it binding. A mediator can help you both communicate and keep you level-headed. A parenting plan is a custody plan that's designed and negotiated by the parents. It will outline who has custody and who has access. It will also outline how information is shared between the parents. Parenting plans are child-focused and are concerned with the needs of the child. This document can help reduce conflict by clearly outlining expectations and responsibilities. Here are things to consider when developing a parenting plan. First, living arrangements. Will the child live in one residence or will they move between homes? Number two, will the parents live a certain distance away from each other? Number three, what about pickup and drop-off details for the children who are moving between homes? Number four, what about communication with the child when they're with the other parent? Number five, what about the children's belongings? What about their social life? Number six, what about holidays 
and sick days. Number seven, who will make decisions about medical or dental treatment? Number eight, who carries the health card? Number nine, if there's a disagreement with parents, what's your problem solving method? Will you use a mediator? If so, put that contact information in there, all right? Question three is from Thea from Central High School. Thea writes, I just started my second year in high school and my school is full of bullies and lots of students are stressed out. I want to make my community a better place, but I don't know where to start. Hey Thea, thank you so much for your question. I always have a soft spot in my heart for student leadership. So first off Thea, I encourage you not to give up on this dream. When I was in high school, I was part of a team of students who came together to create a peer mediation program. Our team was trained in mediation and listening skills, and we were equipped with numerous community resources. Our job was to go into middle and high schools and to lend an ear to the concerns of students. We would go in after schools had bomb or gun threats or after a tragic accident or after a serious bullying problem. I saw great positive impact on both members of the school communities we went to serve, but also a positive change in the members of my team. We saw trends in violence and bullying, and we struggled to prevent these issues. So my advice to you is to gather together a few other students and start looking into community-based mediation programs. Learn their skills and start using them in the hallways and in the yard. Start by leading by example, by using alternative dispute resolution techniques, and by using open communication. I wish you all the best. You're on the right track to making the world a better place. Keep in touch. That's it from me for this episode, my friends. Don't forget to submit your questions for our next Q&A video. You can submit those questions in the comment section below on this video. Until next time, remember, I love you and be excellent to each other.